Hello and welcome back to the show. You are listening to Evolving with Nicole Sylvester and it's me, Nicole. But today, it's not just going to be me. I have a really interesting and really special guest, Bree Donnelly. And we're going to talk all things human design, but not just literally giving you a human design crash course because we go in through so many specifics here. But we really went deep when it came to relationships and business. So I asked some questions to help you gain some more insight on how to use human design to optimize relationships and also how you're showing up in your business. You're going to hear how I've used human design in my own business, in my own life to make decisions, and also how I've used it to help me have perspective with parenting because my daughter's design and my design, there's some similarities, but our energies are different. And I share some of that very vulnerably in this episode. So I'm excited for you to hear it. Now, before we get into this episode, there's a few things that you have to know. Number one, I am hosting a three-day free leadership masterclass experience. Like This is a free offering I'm creating for my community. And it's something that I've been wanting to talk about, and it's called Coded for Greatness. The courage to lead and prosper with your one-of-a-kind voice, presence, and genius. This is all about unlocking your true essence of leadership and really bringing forth you in your fullness, in this season, in this era, to lead in a way that is the most prosperous and powerful, like no one can deliver you and that is your power. So this is going to be three days of reflections, expansive practices, and really inviting you to show up and get your breakthrough. Because in this time, in this season, we are moving through a time of massive collective transition. Some people will call it awakening. And yeah, there's a lot of people that are awakening. There's also just a crazy amount of technological advances. There's ways that Every single industry is being impacted. We're also being impacted in our very own hearts. We're being called to listen differently, to show up differently. And our authenticity is becoming more valuable than ever. So I want to invite you, if you're someone that is already leading, speaking, showing up, using your voice, using your presence, being a leader, a light worker, a miracle worker, uh, you're a coach, you're a guide, or... You're someone that's like, I really desire to be that and I am ready to get out of my way. Maybe you've been posting a little things here or there. Maybe you've taken some certifications, but you're ready to really show up and you know that it's like now is the time. I want to invite you to join me for this. When it comes to leadership, to me, leadership is so important and it starts the way that we lead ourselves, that internal leadership. And we're going to talk about that, connecting with yourself and also connecting with the sacred. So come for this experience. It's going to be really powerful and it's free. The actual live teaching of this is free. Like most things, it will probably be for sale later. But if you want to get the free experience, come and join me while I record it on the 16th of October, 17th of October, and 18th. This is going to happen at 9 a.m. Pacific. The link is down below in the show notes. I'm going to share it on my Instagram too, but I want to make sure that if this is speaking to you, that you come and you understand that you are coded for greatness. It's in your DNA. It's who you are. It's already been here, but we have to be willing to create the right conditions to unlock it, unleash it, and allow it to unfold. So that is happening, and I'm so excited. Join me. 
The other thing that's coming up is on October 22nd, I am hosting a guided live virtual ceremony and it's called Set Yourself Free. Now, this experience is really going to be about emotional release. It's going to be about acknowledging all aspects of yourself, bringing all of you into the light, bringing all of you back into love and really inviting true wholeness to happen. To me, this is just going to be that thing that you leave and you feel soft, mushy, and you feel connected to yourself in a way that's like we've, we're purging out whatever doesn't resonate, whatever doesn't have to be here. The parts of us that maybe we've judged or held hostage or felt like we've held them in shame. Like sometimes we shame ourselves or we think that parts of us are just not worthy or parts of us are not good enough. Parts of us don't deserve to be in the light and to be loved. This session, Set Yourself Free, I'm going to guide you into a beautiful journey, a beautiful ceremony. We're going to do it together. And on the other side of it, you're going to feel different and love is going to be the big theme here. So this, the only way to get access to this is to get a copy of my book, Setting Myself Free and leave a review on Amazon. Bonus, if you share it on social media and tag me, that would be amazing. But it's really important that I get the reviews on Amazon right now. My book is there. You can get it on Kindle. You can get it on paperback. If you're someone that's already read the first version of the book and you really enjoyed it, this version is expanded. So there's some new chapters. There's definitely we've edited. There's a new ending and there's a link at the end. I don't want you to forget to find that link at the very end of the book. Go there and get the free gift that I've made. There's a resource page. You can also buy this book and gift it to someone you love. There's messages in this book that just remind people that they may have been through some things that are horrifying, um, heavy, feeling like we're damaged, feeling like we're broken, feeling like we're not enough, but all things are redeemable. And that's what this book is about. It's about returning to innocence and living out the life that we always were made to live but it doesn't happen by accident. It happens by us stepping into the guidance that we have on our hearts and doing the things that we're called to do, no matter how scary, no matter how uncomfortable, no matter how it feels that we take one step and we just put one foot in front of another again and again and again with trust and with faith. So I'd love to have you for this as well. It's going to happen October 22nd. At the end of this session, I'm going to be doing a giveaway and we're going to give away three holy wild plant magic gifts. This is only for the people that live in the continental U.S. because these are where we're going to ship it out. If you live in the continental U.S. and if you want to participate in this, then there's also this opportunity that you will win one of these plant magic gifts. So my friends, buy the book, leave a review on Amazon, send it to me, take a screenshot and send it to me. Nicole at NicoleSylvester.com. Send me a DM on Instagram and I will send you a special invite to this guided ceremony. Set yourself free. You're going to be able to get a replay. It's going to be beautiful. This is going to be really powerful. And now my final word before we get into this really incredible episode is that Bali retreat. My Bali retreat is almost sold out. I literally just had someone reach out on Saturday I'm in conversation with her. I just had another retreat participant just reach out today and said that her good friend wants to attend. I'm waiting to connect with her. 
this thing is about to sell out. And I just want to put this out there for those of you that are on the fence and you just know that Bali is like in your cards and not only going to Bali, because it's one thing to go on a Bali retreat, but to go to Bali and be in an intentional circle in a container where we're like, we're here, we're doing this work every single day. We're gathering together. We're circling up. We're doing beautiful clearing, activating, deepening work. And then we're going out to be pampered. We're playing. We're eating beautiful food. We're seeing the sights and indulging in the culture and enjoying all that Bali has to offer. It's an entirely next level. And the thing I really love about this and the the reason I love personally going on retreats is because I make my investment and I show up and I am led. You know, when you go on a retreat yourself or not a retreat, when you go on a trip yourself, you have to figure everything out. When you go to Bali with me, you book your flight, you pay for your retreat, and I have a driver picking you up. You're going to see your name at the airport. You go with my driver. I'll see you at the villa. You're going to be taken care of until we drop you back off at the airport. It's so nice for a woman to go and be taken care of like that, especially if you're a mom or an entrepreneur. You're someone that is leading so much in your life that it's nice to just go and to be led and to enjoy. And I really make this experience about that for you. So I want to invite you, if you've not yet signed up for Bali right now, it's the only public retreat I have for the year of 2024. And if it's speaking to you, I would love to have you. If you have questions, reach out. I want to make sure that, you know, it is the right fit for you and that you will have the best time there. So On that note, my friends, we're going to jump into this. And I just want to say this. I am so excited to see how you integrate this human design work into your life. So let's talk about Brie Donnelly before you get to listen in. Brie is a human design reader with a passion for helping others see their true potential. Brie was born and raised in Philly, but she now calls the South her home. As a reflector in human design, she is able to dive deep into another's blueprint, their charts, and provide intuitive insight, messages, and guidance. She has been studying human design for five years and loves the way it gives people a roadmap to their soul's calling. I personally, I refer people to Brie. So, you know, I have my people that I just have had really incredible results with. I know that they're in integrity. They're people that really care. And Brie is one of those people, and when people go and get a reading with her, they love it. And I'll tell you this, I've had a friend that went and got a like $500 human design reading from a really big name, like someone who's really big on Instagram, and she did not have a great reading. She goes to Brie, has a reading, and she's like, that was phenomenal. Like it felt connected. I feel like she really got me. So she got so much of it from it. So anyway, her link and everything is down below if you want to give that a a checkout. And this is one of those things, send it to your business bestie, send it to your friends, send it to your sisters, send it to your family. It's free to find out what your design is. So you can look at your kids, you can look at your partner, you can look at the person you're dating, get some insights, (laughs) you know, but this is going to be a really beautiful crash course and you're going to get so much just from this. So And as you're listening, if you feel like other people should be hearing this message, please feel free to share this on social media. 
tag Brie, tag myself, and I'll also share it. I love to hear from you all. I love to know when you are really connecting with the guests I'm having on because it helps me know who should I invite on. All right, enjoy this episode with Brie Donnelly, all things human design in relationships and business. So glad that I finally get to bring you on the podcast. It's been something that I've talked about with a lot of my people. As you know, I, I'm always like, I have my astrology person and I have my human design person. Like, get your sessions, get your readings. But I just want to thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing connecting with you over the last year and your amazing community. And I'm really just happy to be here and I'm glad to reconnect with you. Yes, me too. So human design, it's like been in my world. I've been utilizing it. I think about it all the time for different reasons. Um, It's something that's become a tool that I just, you know, think about and use. But it's surprising when I hear someone say, what is human design? (laughs) And I think that's the last person I referred to you. I mentioned it on a group call that I was hosting and someone wrote in the chat, wait, what is human design? And I was like, okay, you have to reach out to Brie and get a session. But how do you just, describe human design for someone that's never heard of it before? That's a great question. So, you know, in my own words, human design is really a new age system. So there's a reason that a lot of people haven't heard of it because astrology has been around for thousands of years and human design has only been around since the late 80s. So human design is what I would call a new age system to help all of us understand who we are, why we're here, and how to best serve not only ourselves, but other people around us, right? So our human design blueprint points to all of that. And um, I'm just so excited to share it with other people because I think it's just starting to pick up steam in the last maybe five or six years. And people are super curious. Um, My favorite people, honestly, to read for and talk about it with are people that have never heard of it. but it's a very cool system. It's very different than astrology. It does incorporate aspects of Western astrology. That's the cool thing about it. So human design is more of a holistic system, okay? So it combines the chakra system, quantum physics, um, Western astrology, the Chinese I Ching, and the Kabbalah tree of life. So it takes all of those different modalities, little aspects of each of them, and it comes up with what we call a body graph, which is your human design chart. Um, So that's really what it is. And it's got so many different cool aspects to it, which I'm sure we'll get into some of them. And I think Once people start learning, at least starting out with, you know, kind of like astrology, what's your sun sign? Once you figure out what is your human design type, and there's five of them, that's kind of like the jumping off point to start understanding at a very deep level and a very energetic level who we really are and um, how do we best show up in this world and how can we best use our energy? So that's what human design is and that's what it helps us do. I love that. That's such a great breakdown. And it's so interesting how human design kind of touches on all of these different, I don't know if this term's modality, but like you think of astrology and a lot of people use astrology, but human design helped me. I felt like I got to know me at a deeper level, or at least 
it started to tell me a little bit when I found out I was a generator and then I'm a three, five. So then when I found out I was an emotional, which we'll talk about some of those things, it helped me like look at everything. It's like unpacking in a different way. And when I thought about bringing you on, I thought, well, this really helps me with my business. It helps me make decisions. And that's what I really love for all you entrepreneurs out there. I find the human design um, readings are really helpful and supportive for business. I, you, you touched on the different types. And I wanted to ask you, and maybe you can suggest what you think is best, but I was going to ask you the most important aspects in a chart, but do you feel like it would be more helpful to talk about the types first? Sure. I mean, we can certainly start there. So what I always tell everybody, there's so much that encompasses a human design chart, right? So first things first, I always tell everybody, get to know and befriend and start playing around with your energy type, right? That is, to me, the most important thing, because that is really your energetic makeup. Everything else is the icing on the cake, right? So knowing your personality profile, like you being a three, five, is wonderful, um, but you got to understand the energetics behind the personality, the gates and the channels, the authority, right? And all of those other things in the chart. So I say, get to know your energy type, start playing around with it in real life, And that's going to create the most forward momentum and change. And then all the other awesome things are like sprinkled on top and it just makes everything even better and helps you understand, understand yourself and other people in your life, right? Especially from a business perspective, right? Who you're working with even better as well. So there's so many cool things. Yeah. Well, then on that note, Let's go into types a little bit. Tell us the five types. Sure. I could get, let's just do maybe a quick kind of overview yeah, of the five whatever. types. Let's do it. Okay. So let's start with maybe some of the more dominant types. So manifesting generators, they make up about 33 to 35% of the world's population. They're our fastest moving type. There are multifaceted, uh, multidimensional, very nonlinear people. So they're here to have many hobbies and interests, do all the things at once, be in all the places at once, and show us that actually being all over the place can actually be a good thing. So they love to have their hands in like many different things, Um, have a job, have a couple hobbies, have a different friendship groups. Like they need to uh, mingle and do many different things and have their hand in many pots. That's a manifesting generator. And um, they're ruled by their sacral center, which is the center of desire and creativity. So they're here to follow what makes them happy, what truly lights them up. And the more they do that, the more they're living in their essence and the more that, um, you know, they can inspire other people, right, to maybe do all the things and they make it look really good. Um, So that's that's the manifesting generator type in a nutshell. I will say this is funny. Sometimes I like see people operating certain ways and I'm like guessing they're manifesting generators because I'm just like, how do you do all this? How do you live like this? How do you like, it's like constant things and ideas and able to manage all of it and feel like they do it good. Um, so sometimes, and I'm right, but, um, it's interesting. Okay. Go on to whatever's the next one. For, for so you. on that note, Tony Robbins as a celebrity and especially as a an entrepreneur, right? He's my favorite example of a manifesting generator. Oh. He owns like 10 plus companies, right? 
Um, and he does so many different things from a business perspective and personally as well. So I think he's a great, if you're like trying to think, okay, here, who's a real life example. I think he's a good one for, um, that type. That's yeah. Um, I mean, he leads also like crazy energetic events where it takes so much capacity to do that. Yeah. So manifesting generators and then the next type, which is the generator type, which is what you are, right? Uh Uh-huh. There, the two of you have the most energy out of the five types. So generators are um, also about 33 to 35% of the population. So manifesting generators and generators are the more dominant types and they make up 70% of our world. So generators, they are here actually to house the life force for everybody else around them. So they have this unique ability that the other types don't have to spread energy to other people. Like when they walk into a room, they can literally light up the room, get everybody excited, get everybody um, motivated and spread happiness and joy in a way that none of the other types can. So they Mm -hmm. have a very special gift. They also have a consistent energy flowing throughout their body, which is ruled by that sacral center. So um, they are doers and um, they, you know, can burn the midnight oil, do many different things. But unlike the manifesting generator who are really supposed to be like doing many things at once, generators do better when they focus on something and they see it through to the end. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to multitask, um, they do better with like one thing at a time. And then once that's complete, they move on. Um, the biggest conditioning for them is doing too much and doing too much for other people and not themselves. Um, because generators are so capable and they're so loving, um, they have a tendency to overgive to others. And um, that kind of starts to make them tired and deplete them, to be honest. So I always tell the generators to really care, look after themselves and get back to what makes them happy at a very like basic level like their everyday routine should bring them a lot of joy and that's going to set the stage for everything else that they do in life. Yeah. I love that. And that was one of the big permission things, even though it sounds so basic and standard to me now, but when I first discovered human design a few years ago and I read about generators, it's like, Oh no, I need to like feed myself. I need to make sure that I get what I need in that. Whatever I read said that my environment was very important for me. And then I was like, wait, this is why I love to travel. This is why I love to be in certain places. This is why I'm particular. But before I was judging myself, like, well, it doesn't bother them. It doesn't bother that person. So it gave me just so much permission to be like, feed your energy, even though that's so, it seems so basic, but it really, something about that really spoke to me then. So that's That's absolutely true. So for the generator type, you know, they need to have their cup filled with the right people, the right things, the right places, things, being around other people and being in in places and in cities or travel destinations, right? That truly bring them a lot of joy and get them like excited about waking up in the morning. The more they can have that as a lifestyle, the more effective they're going to be, the more successful they're going to be. And um, it's just a a win-win situation for them. I love it. What's the celebrity generator? that you like to like, yeah, as an so, example, for sure. So Oprah Winfrey is okay. a generator. Um, <laughs> and I think she's a good example too, because, you know, she really has like built an empire, right. And um, she's, she's done different things, right. I wouldn't say um, 
not as much as like a Tony Robbins. You could see the kind of the distinction, right? I totally um, see it. Like I can see the energy of like, she has her, her one thing. It seems like she works at it, masters it. And there's like a steady and steadiness to it. Yes. Yeah. Like a steady eddy kind of quality. Yeah. That that's really um, the generator type. So Love it. yeah. Okay. What's the, what's the next type? Okay, so the next type is a projector, and they're a little bit more rare. They're about 20% or give or take of the population. They're here to be our guides and our mentors. So projectors have this very unique ability to look at what's already existing and make it better. So I like to call, call them like the consultant of the human design types, right? Um, they're, they have this way of looking at systems that are already in place, modalities, maybe even a company, right? If we're talking about business, they can see what needs tweaking. They could spot what's missing. And, um, they're amazing at making suggestions on how to make things better. So we need them. Uh, we need them in the world, but especially when it comes to, uh, the business world, um, they play like a very, very big part. Um, they do not have that sacral defined in their chart, so they don't have a consistent energy. So they actually need more rest than the other types that we just talked about. So it's really important for them to um, kind of, if they have the freedom, make their own schedule, make their own hours. They're not really built for the standard nine to five. If they could live in a perfect world, um, they do best when they can work dedicated maybe a couple hours a day offering their wisdom and their guidance and then the rest is more going inside um learning uh studying right picking up something new that they want to learn and kind of start to dissect that that's how they would operate the best um so they're really okay. special people and if you ever need advice on like how do I tweak or fix or look at this from a bird's eye view, like definitely go to a projector. I, when I, I've noticed with different clients, once I know about human design, I would ask them like, what's your human design? And there were clients that I felt like were operating like a manigen, but they were actually projectors. Do you find that a lot? Yes. That's yeah. quite common. Uh, there's, it's actually quite, it's actually quite common for, the non-sacral beings, which are the projector, reflector, and manifester, to operate and want to be a generator or a manifesting generator. Because I always say, because the generator and manifesting generators together are 70% of the world's population. It's a generator world and we're just living in it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Because if you're watching everyone else, you think this is how we're supposed to be. And also there's the whole hustle culture that we're kind of unplugging from a little bit as well. Um, yes. So that's just interesting. Who's the celebrity now that we're on this track? Who's the celebrity sure. projector? <laughs> so the first person that comes to mind is actually Barack Obama. Okay. Um, he's a projector. And, um, you know, we don't, I know no, a lot of people don't like talking about politics, but, you know, not politi po politics aside, right? You know, yeah. from a way that he operates, um, I do think he embodies a lot of the qualities, not saying maybe he made decisions that everybody agreed with when it was his turn to be president. Right. But I think he did follow the path of, he looked at our country in a very unique way. Right. Mm -hmm. And he, he made the calls and the shots um, and maybe tweaked and made changes 
Um, and that's what projectors are here to do, right? So yeah. actually as a projector, um, as a leader uh, or the head of something um, next to a manifestor can be a really influential and really good choice. I love that. I've heard that projectors get worn out by manifesting generators or is it both of those two, the manifesting generators and the generators? Is that So true? it's really, it's really when you're combining a non-sacral type and a sacral type that can okay. happen, right? So people, the projectors, the reflectors and the manifestors that don't have the sacral, the consistent energy, they need a lot more rest than the manifesting generators, the generators. Um, being around someone with sacral energy can tire them out if it's like too much. It's, it's a, uh, it's a dance, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure when we look at, you know, married couples and partners, right? There's probably a lot of pairings of a non-sacral person and a sacral per- person. And it can absolutely be a really nice fit because they yeah. one offer something that the other needs, right? They harmonize each other. <laughs> yeah. But I think the non-sacral beings, when they're around too many people that are like, go, 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 and that's not how they operate, um, it's all about conditioning, right? A lot of us take on conditioning and things from the outside world and society. And we're like, oh, I need to be like this. But in reality, it's better to just be who you really are, which is the cool thing about human design. And that's, it helps you figure that out. Okay. What's the next one? Okay. So the next one is the reflector type, which is the most rare out of all five. That's actually my type. Um, we make up 1% of the world's population. So if you know, a ref- if you come across a reflector as a friend or, you know, somebody that you work with or a family member or a community member, they're very, they're here on earth with a very specific mission. They're very, very unique beings. So um, reflectors are just like the word sounds, they are the mirrors for everybody else. So they mm-hmm. reflect back everybody else's health, well-being, and state. They, they're able to do this for other people, for communities, for companies, and um, they're really here to be the barometer of society. So if you want to know, you know, how is this team doing? Find the reflector on the team if you can. How's this company doing? How's this neighborhood and community doing? Talk to the reflectors that are there, and they're going to tell you um, very honestly, the reflectors are brutally honest, <laughs> um, how, how the state of the, the state of the world is, right? That's okay. what they're here to do. They're very sensitive beings. And when you look at their chart, it looks completely different than everyone else's. They have no defined channels and they have no defined energy centers. So their chart, all their energy centers are completely open. Um, they only have halfway defined gates. So they take on the weight of the world. They take on other people's feelings and emotions. They're basically empaths to an extreme, but they're here to be that because they're here to show us what's real. So I always tell people with reflectors, if you want to know like the truth about something, um, about anything, definitely consult your reflector friends. I love that. I have one friend that is a reflector and she's very, she's very sensitive. She's like, you know, uh, medicine woman type. So it's just interesting to see. And when you say that they reflect it back, it's not that they're, they are kind of absorbing and feeling everything. And then they can share and maybe pick up on some of the things that the faster moving beings are not picking up on. 
Oh, for sure. They're yeah. very, they're deeply wise. They're actually, they're, they're more prone to be psychic than the other types. Um, a lot of them usually are, are, are drawn to, like you said, medicine woman. A lot of reflectors are drawn to helping, healing, caregiving, uh, those kinds of, um, callings in life. And, um, I think they're a wonderful gift. You, I love how you said that. I think they're a wonderful gift to people going a mile a minute and trying to get everything done. Like they're, they're the slowest moving of all the five types. They need the most rest and they move very slowly. Um, so they help all the fast moving people take a step back. Right. And really yeah. analyze and reflect like the state of what's going on. That's what's really good to know these things about our children you know, um, about our partners, about our team members, things like that. Because if you have someone that's that, they're going to be operating so different. And if we're holding everyone to the same standard, it's like, it's not good. It's not good for our well-being as a whole um, and definitely not to that individual. So amazing. Who's the celebrity? I know it's only 1% of our whole population, but is there a celebrity? Okay. So I have two. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not as easy to find celebrity reflectors, but Sandra Bullock is a reflector. She's the, everyone always mentions her. Um, and one person that no one ever talks about actually is Rob Lowe. He is a five one reflector, which is the same, uh, profile as myself. So he's like my, my human design twin. I like to say, yeah, Okay, he's. I just I watched a couple episodes of his show Unstable. <laughs> have you seen it? I have heard of no. it, but it's just I've heard of it. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but he's um he's has an interesting character. Obviously, I don't know him, but um that's cool to know. Okay, so we have the final type. Yeah, so the final type is the manifester type, and they're the second most rare. So okay. they make up about nine percent of the population, and um they are our natural born leaders. So they're like the CEO, I kind of like to say, of the human design type. So they are people that should be, whether it's in a professional setting, in a, in a family like household setting, friendship group, they're the ones that should be making the plans, calling the shots, kind of getting the ball rolling for everybody else. That's what they're here to do. Um, the biggest thing about them is they kind of want to do things their own way. And it actually works better for them if they do things to their liking and their preferences without needing approval from other people first um, or other people muddying the waters or getting in the way that really throws the manifestors off. We almost need to like, let them be, <laughs> let them do them um, because they're amazing, amazing people. Um, so, you know, it, they're rare. They're, like I said, they're 9%. So it's one of those things you may not have a manifester or a reflector in your life. Um, but if you do, they're amazing people um, to be around. Now, energetically, they also need more rest because their sacral's open. They actually, um, they work in like short bursts. So they do really well when they get kind of like something like a light bulb turns on and they just have this um, excitement to like start a new project right and get things done they need to follow that ping and then they need to take a break so they work like in couple hour increments they like are very effective but again I don't think they're really born to work a traditional nine to five because they need a lot of downtime and rest as well yeah I'm over here I've been like laughing or smirking most of this time only because everything you're saying my daughter's a manifester one three and soon as I found out, I was just like, okay, she's dominant. She has big energy. Like sometimes her energy is big for me. 
like, you know, so they have the biggest aura of all the types. Sometimes I tell her, I'm like, your energy is dominant in this house. And it's not because my energy is weak or something. It's just, I can feel her and she has a presence. So I like that you said that. But when I found out that she was manifester one, three, I'm like, okay, well, she has to learn her own, her own way with the three, you know? And I'm like this manifesting thing, she, or manifester, she's a bit more dominant. So I had to just like back off a bit and just trust that more. And it's brought more peace and ease for me, even though it's hard sometimes, but that's why I really feel like it's helpful to know what your kids are so that you can just gauge that and know like their individual um, ways of being with this. A hundred percent. I think it is so important, you know, once you kind of start to go down the rabbit hole of human design and you get people's birth time and you can look up everybody's charts. It's so key to look up your children, your partner, your siblings, uh, your best friends, right? Yeah. The people you do business with. It's if you can get access to that information, it helps so much and it gives you so much more of an understanding with the way that people are just naturally born to do things and they're all different, right? Yeah. To your point. And it's so interesting that you bring up um, just about your child being a manifester because out of all the types, um, they actually, I'm not saying they don't need to be parented, um, but they <laughs> actually do better when they're, they don't have like strict parenting yeah. and when like their parents kind of like take a step back and like watch them, let them do their thing. They do better. Yeah. Like See, that. that's good to know for all of you. Um, and I bless all of you out there that have a manifesting or manifestor child because it's, <laughs> but I, I've learned that I'm like, okay, there's wisdom, but I like when I have things that confirm certain things and I'm like, okay, that's the way it gets to be. You mentioned birth time. And, and that's one thing I wanted to ask you, because sometimes when I bring this up, people are like, I don't have my birth time. Is there a workaround if someone comes to you and they don't know the exact birth time? For sure. So um, if they don't know the exact birth time, if they have an idea, like sometimes someone will go to a parent and say, when was I born? And if it's not on the birth certificate or hospital record and you can't find it, um, the parent, one of the parents might say, I know it was at nighttime, right? Or I know it was like early in the morning around six. If you have a general idea and if you plug in what you, the general idea of what you think it is and you have the accurate you do need the accurate location because it is based on time zone and you, everyone should know that they'll know what city they were born in. You, you'll at least that the, um, the energy type will be accurate. Now there could be some other things in the chart, like the profile might be slightly different, kind of like the rising sign in astrology that does change, mm -hmm. you know, in a couple of hours in a day. So, but you can definitely get an accurate, at least energy type, even, you know, most astrologers will, will say, if you literally have no idea what time you were born and no one's able to help you with that, um, you can just put in 12 noon. And that's what mm -hmm. I'll do. I've done readings for people um, where I use noon as a guide and, um, you know, we just do our best. And the energy okay. type, like I said, doesn't change that often. Um, it'll be the same thing for that day. So we'll be able to get the energy type for sure and some of the other aspects as well. Okay, that's helpful. And I will say this for anyone out there that feels like, oh, my God, I don't know. One of my friends who was born in the late 70s, because she's like 40 plus, um, she she literally wanted to know her birth time. She called the hospital. She went to the library. She found it <laughs> like she she had to really dig, but she was committed because she's super into astrology. She wanted to know her human design and she just wanted to know. So if you really want to go on a like hunt for it, 
likely you can find it if it was in the U.S. So I just wanted to let you all know that. That is actually true. And I've heard that elsewhere as well. People actually calling in to the hospital that they were born and they've been able to get there because they will have a record of that. Um, yeah. So that that should work for people whose parents uh, or themselves don't have any other record of the birth time. Yeah. So final thing then, the celebrity manifester. Yeah. So again, because they're so rare, um, I don't know a ton, but I know Jennifer Aniston is a manifester. And um, I I do think she's a good example, because if you remember, you know, when she came onto the scene, she was like the biggest thing, right, in the 90s, at least from a TV celebrity culture. And, um, you know, she does her projects when she wants. And then she'll also take a little bit of a step back, if you notice about her. That's also very manifester energy. They're yeah. not always supposed to be on, even though they have the big aura, they are our natural leaders, they do need, it's not just like a few hours a day of rest, they need like periods in life where they actually step back and it's like mm. downtime and they're not always go, go, go and accomplishing something. Um, so yeah, she's she's one of the, mani- she's a manifester type and I'll definitely look up and, and see who else is and I'll, I'll let you know, just cause yeah. you know, it's it's fun to have those examples. I love it. So we talked about the one aspect, which is the type. And then there's the other aspect that it seems very important, which is those, what is it? Profile, the numbers. Mm-hmm. Tell yep. us what that means. Like the profile in your perspective, what does that? Sure. So there's 12 different combinations of these. So there's 12 different profile numbers in human design. So when you talk about like what type you are in human design, most people will say, They'll say their profile number first and then their type, right? So I'm a 5-1 reflector, right? So I would introduce my human design type as that. So the profile number is two things, really. It's how you see yourself personality-wise, but it's also how the world sees you. So it's a combination of those two things. It's kind of an if people are really into astrology that are listening to this, I like to um, compare it to a mixture of the rising sign and the sun sign in astrology. It re- that's really a, a kind of a good analogy. Um, so there's five different numbers, right? One through five, and you're going to have the combination. I'm sorry, there's six different numbers, one through six, and you're going to have a combination of two of those numbers together to make up your profile number And each number has a theme. I don't know if it would be helpful to tell you the theme of each number, but I mean, Mm. I could certainly, you know, share that. Yeah, we can. So number one, like if you have a, if you have a one in your profile is one of the numbers, that's the investigator. So those are people that like to investigate and research and the more knowledge they have, the better they feel. Two is, is the hermit. So it's somebody that has a very introspective quality about them. They need to spend a lot of time alone to really grasp and understand themselves and the world better. Three is the um, the trial and error. Um, the number three is all about like making a lot of mistakes and then getting the lesson and moving on. So um, it's the experimenter. Um, that one gave me the- a lot of permission too. I will say that because I would always judge myself like, I am like doing this the wrong way or it's like I was always bumping up against myself with things. And then I would judge myself against these other people in my life that just seemed to be like steady with things, more steady or like figuring it out. When I found this out, I was like, oh, I'm I'm designed to 
kind of just try things and do it differently. So that was really like, it was great to hear <laughs> for me. Um, and did, yes. Did you say you're a three, five? Yeah. So that, so, so the three, five is the biggest example of what you just said. Uh, they are literally meant to make all the mistakes and um, that's how they learn. They don't learn from a textbook or a seminar, right? They learn from real life experience and it might take them a couple tries and they do get it. Um, but I always tell three fives or anyone with a three to not beat themselves up. If it takes you, if it's, you're a little later in life till you got something, you're, it, you're going, you're still going the right way and it's all by design. Which just makes um, my heart happy every time I hear it. <laughs> Yeah. So give yourself, uh, let yourself off the hook a hundred percent. So for the, if you have a four in your profile, you're someone that's really meant to be in as part of a community. Um, People with a four, usually like opportunities and great things in life come through networking and other people. That's very four energy. And they do really well as part of like small to medium sized groups, neighborhoods, communities, like they're an integral part of that. So that's four energy. Five energy is all around like saving the day and being like the problem solver. So I don't know if you've felt this, but people with a five, um, they are people um, like sometimes people pleasers because they do know how to save the day to solve a problem. And they're like the ones that are like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to help everybody. But other people project onto people with a five in their profile because they look at them as like the savior and they're always going to that person constantly for help. So um, fives are amazing at solving problems and saving the day, but they do need to remember that it's not always going to be them that's meant to do that, right? It might be someone else that's meant to do that. And sometimes they need to step back and look after themselves. Definitely. I've definitely felt that. And I feel like as I get older and wiser, I notice where I make other people's emergency, my own urgency. And then I'm like, that gets into that overgiving and depletion part. So then I just have to be like, it's not my responsibility, but I naturally, my mind wants to go to all the things. So I can definitely relate to that. Absolutely. I can too, because I'm a five one. So I have that five two. Um, and then the last one is six, which is all around kind of leadership and being an example based off of everything you've learned in life, right? So anybody with a six in their profile is meant to be um, an example for others because they have been through so much. And it usually comes, people with a six, this usually happens in their later years, right? Um, like 50 plus, I would say. And um, they become a really like shining example, um, an exemplary figure for mm-hmm. other people because they've literally been through it all and they can like, you know, talk the walk or walk the talk and um, just really like be an amazing mentor in their older, like later years. Wow. So they go through maybe more challenges than other people? Yeah. Or- so their life is anyone with a six in their profile, they have... Um, kind of like three distinct phases in their life. One through 30 is like making a lot of the mistakes and figuring life out. 30 to 50 is um, starting to apply the lessons. And then 50 plus is, okay, I got the lessons. I got this. I feel good about this. I'm going to, because I got it, I'm going to help other people that Mm -hmm. are struggling. I love that. Um, When we look at all these things, we mentioned a little bit about relationships. We mentioned a little bit about work. I mean, I feel like the it's helpful. How would you apply or how do you see it applying this to business? Human yeah. design. 
Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's an amazing tool for business. So I think if you're somebody that's wanting to know, you know, how can I be better in, you know, the entrepreneurial world, world, the corporate world, right? The non-traditional work world, whatever it is, right? Um, Understanding your energy type is going to show you how do you show up best? If you run a company, how can you run that company best by following your energy type, not trying to be like everybody else, right? That's going to create the most difference and change in your business. And people are going to start coming to you more, right? So if you're somebody that owns a business and you really get to know your human design type, uh, people are going, the right people are going to find you and they're going to flock to you because you are being authentic and people love that. So I think that's a huge step, you know, to apply it to the business world. I think outside of that, um, how to work with other people, right? So if you can get to know the human design types of the team that you're on or the people that you're going to be doing business with, if possible, um, it's going to help your interactions, your negotiations, whatever you will, um, so much because you're not going to be trying to fit other people like, you know, square peg into a round hole. You're going to be looking at them for who they really are and your your relationship with them, right? Your business relationship with them is going to be, have a much more flow. So what human design helps us do when you are actually living in accordance to your type is it helps everything feel a little bit more downstream with a much easier flow instead of like always trying to fight an uphill battle. Yeah, I feel that. And I, I like it. I like it for that. It's almost like stop fighting against myself. (laughs) Like if it's meant to be this way, let me stop pushing this way. Like this is kind of like a little, it's just a little guide that reminds me this is the way I'm supposed to be versus whatever else I thought. Um, We touched on relationships. I think it's kind of obvious, but just to kind of, maybe if someone's like totally new to this, it may not be obvious at all. Using this in relationships, you find people come to you and that are in like partnership and they're really finding this helpful. And how do they, how do they view it from that perspective? Absolutely. So um, I've done a lot of my readings for other people um, have been individual one-on-one chart readings, but I have had several people come to me and ask if I would do both charts, right, of a couple or partners. And um, I have done that. And it's super fascinating. Human design is an amazing tool when it comes to relationships. So um, basically what you're able to do is figure out, okay, you're this energy type, you're this energy type, you might be very different, um, but here's how you can play nice together. Here's what to be aware of about the other person. So if you start feeling frustrated by them, it's really because, you know, this is their energetic makeup. And this is actually, if nobody was telling them how to be, this is how they would naturally be, right? And it may be very different than you. So that's a great tool for relationships to understand that the other person might be very different. Like if we're talking about a generator and a reflector, they can have such good, you know, love and harmony, but they operate completely different. So it's having an awareness around that. Human design just creates a lot of awareness around other people in your life. Um, Getting to know the profile number of the other person can help. What I find is if you have a number in common with someone, it's really nice for friendships, uh, business partnerships, romantic relationships. That's like always a nice pairing if one of the numbers is the same. Like for instance, 
you know, a three, five, you being a three, five, you know, maybe in, in relationship with somebody, um, that was a one, three, right. Where you, you have something in common that helps. The other thing I noticed about compatibility, both with friendships and romantic relationships is, um, when you look at the chart, and there's, you know, all these different gates that can be like turned on and highlighted. If you have some similar gates that are highlighted, you're going to have like a kindred spirit with that person. Mm. Um, so that's pretty cool. And um, the other thing is like an electromagnetic spark, which is when someone completes your channel. So if you have half of one gate and they have the other half of the gate that connects to it, which makes a full channel, that's like an electromagnetic connection. And that's amazing, especially for like romantic relationships. And I've read for a couple couples that had a few of those and I got to point that out and it was pretty cool. That sounds cute too. <laughs> it's like yes. this little spark, this electromagnetic magnetic completion. Um, a bunch of my friends are three, five, which is interesting. Like three of them, my close friends. So I was like, oh, we're all living in this realm of the three, five. The thing that makes that, sense. The thing that this comes to the next thing that I hear from human design people. Cause when it gets to gates and channels, even though I've had readings, I still don't remember them or just has never really landed for me. Um, but I would say the next thing that sounds like people talk about a lot is authority. Would you mm-hmm. say that those three, the profile, the type and the authority are like the top aspects that someone should get to look at first? What are your yeah. thoughts on this? Yeah, because it, so, so it, it is a little complex. It's a little bit complex if you're brand new to human design. And, you know, in my readings, I do cover the gates and the channels, but it's, it's information overload, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. and it's a lot to digest. Um, so if someone walks away from a session to your point and they're like, okay, that was a lot. Uh, but I really like, what can I focus on coming out of the gate? That's really going to help me like practically, like I'm a very practical person. So when I do sessions, I'm like, this is what I want you to think about and focus on to really make change and forward momentum and like practically in your everyday life, right? I'm not about like the fluff or anything like that. So to your point, yes, I think you always start out with the energy type. That's number one, right? And then I would say after that, it would be authority, which is how you make decisions, right? And there's like six or seven different of them, just depends on your unique birth time of what your authority is. That's huge though, because that's gonna help you make it's more for big decisions. It's not like, what am I going to eat for lunch? But knowing your authority in human design, which one you have is really going to help with like big altering life decisions and make sure you're on the right track. So I would say that would almost be number two. And then I would say the strategy is really important. So all the types have a strategy, which is, okay, I know that I'm a generator, but what do I do with that? That's the strategy piece. That's also very important. And then I put the profile after that, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And then, and then everything else, the, the energy centers. I've been backwards with it. <laughs> okay. So I would go, I went totally backwards. I'm like, knowing the, the type and the profile, didn't learn the, what do we call it? The authority for maybe like a year or something after. And I will say that I thought my authority was sacral, but it's emotional. So yep. I was thrown off because I thought I was like this, I know when I know instant. And actually I was living like that. And then when I found out emotional and then I looked into it, I was like, this is just throwing off my trust now. <laughs> like I had to like learn how to pause and Absolutely. pay attention more. 
Yeah. So generators and manifesting generators, a lot of them do have sacral authority, but they also um, can have what's called emotional authority, which is what you have. What that means is when we look at your chart, your solar plexus is colored in and shaded in, which is turning on your emotional authority. So that's the place in your body where you access decision-making. And for you, your emotional state is everything, and that's going to be your guiding light. So um, you actually do better when you are not making a decision based off of like being in a very high place or being in a very low place, because you will experience as an emotional person that broad spectrum of emotions. You have that. You do the best when you wait until you're on like a complete even keel, you're feeling really relaxed about something, you take a step back, then you decide that that works best for people with emotional authority. Yeah. And actually I can look back once I found that out and I love how you're describing it. That's what I want to point out though, about you. That's what I like about you. I brought other people in over the years to teach my mastermind about these things. And you do keep it practical to the point, easy to understand, easy to digest, even if you're a beginner. So I want to point that out, but that's why I like hearing, even if I've heard some of these things the way I hear it from you, your translation is very helpful with the emotional. That's true because I can look back. Then I look back in my business when I thought I was supposed to just know I would be on a high. I could be at like the best time in my cycle and I'd be like, yes, 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 yes. Later, I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. I wish I never did that. I wish I never said yes to that. And just learning that it was just like another layer you brought up strategy, which I know that my strategy says respond, but I never even did not take that into consideration as more important or anything. So I love that you brought up looking for strategy is even more important than maybe the profile numbers. Yeah, I think that I mean, a little bit? for sure. So I think the strategy is very important because it's great to know what your energy type is, how you show up in the world, how you energy interact and exchange energy with other people. But then it's like, okay, cool. Well, what do I do with that? And how do I move forward? So the strategy is how you move forward. Okay. So um, for generators and manifesting generators, you guys have the same strategy. Your strategy is to respond. And what that means is respond to what life or the universe, whatever you want to call it, is throwing at you and giving you. So your type, you're very highly magnetic. So you actually do not always have to initiate. You certainly can when you feel called to it. Um, But you have a tendency because of your magnetism for opportunities and for people to come to you. So what your strategy is asking you to do that to, you know, respond is sit back, wait for things to come to you, wait for, you know, opportunities, opportunities. the right people to find you and then use your authority, check in with your emotional state for you, check in with your sacral center, which is kind of like, you know, that, that gut instinct, because you, you do have access to that as a generator type. Um, And once you kind of have a clear indication, then you say yes to the thing and you move forward um, based off of how you're feeling. Right. So, um, Basically, the the two respond is trying to tell your type that like, unlike the manifestor type that's supposed to be initiating 100% of the time, you're actually not supposed to be initiating 100% of the time. Mm. You're supposed to, um, you do really well when you actually lean back a little bit 
and um, let life literally like drop things into your lap. And then you're, you get to decide it's pretty cool. Like, what do I want to do with this? And that's the response. Okay. I can see how this could throw off someone though, because I know some people listening and some of the people in my community will hear something like this and their business is new. And they're like, I'm a generator. Then I'm just going to wait for this thing to fall in my lap. I'm not supposed to initiate. What's the distinction here for an entrepreneur that might be thinking that even if they're generator like me? Yeah. So, okay. That's a really great question. And I I have to be honest, this took me a long time to understand too. Um, It's not that this person is not supposed to be initiating and making things happen. They are right. But there's a time and a place for it. So even when they're initiating and trying to make things happen in the business world, um, they're still having things thrown at them. Think about it, right? They're still Mm -hmm. having people email them, uh, reach out a potential client that may or may not be aligned, even when they're initiating that. So they're supposed to use that center, that sacral center or emotional center, whatever their authority is, their unique authority. Um, and really discern if this thing is right or not. One thing I didn't say that I think is very important for manifesting generators and generators to know with the response, um, you're actually, it's okay if you sample something, like maybe start working with somebody, um, maybe go this way with like a business idea. You can sample it and see how it goes. And if it's like, ooh, this is a hell no, you got to get out. So there's a little bit of a sampling in there as well when you're responding to something and you can play around with it and see if it works for you and you'll kind of feel in your body if it does or not. Um, But that's part of it as well. doesn't mean you need to go full-fledged ahead when you say yes to something. There's a little bit of a sampling first that needs to happen. And then, you know, you decide if it's right, if you want to like take a step back or if you want to go all speed ahead. I love that. And I feel like that's such a feminine way to also do business. I feel like that's what we're opening up to is new paradigm of business now, which is like, everything doesn't have to be like, you're a hundred percent in, you're going all the way. You're never going to quit, quit it or like forcing. I feel like we're, there's more of a, in general, in the collective, there's this more space for spaciousness. And I think what you just described is such a beautiful example of that. Like I literally have chills. Cause it's just like, it's okay to give it a go. It's okay to realize that wasn't what you wanted after all. And um, I would say for me, as the responder and the emotional, what I've learned is it's like playing with all these feelings. I have an idea that I've been working with now. I'll do things like pull a card or something like that, and that'll be fun. But it's almost like, oh, that feels exciting, but am I ready to go forward with it? And then sometimes it's a yes, and sometimes it's a no. And it's like learning where the first two years of my business, as soon as I got an idea, I was like, I have to go now. And that burnt me out. It used a lot of resources. And then I was like, actually, I don't even want to do it a week later. <laughs> so now I've learned to do it differently. And I think that just comes with wisdom and time and experimenting. Oh, a hundred percent. I think, you know, not following, you know, your, like we we're talking about your unique strategy or authority. A lot of us can have buyer's remorse, right? <laughs> yeah. Myself included. The hardest thing for reflectors is, our strategy is to wait a 28 to 29 day lunar cycle. Oh my gosh. Before moving forward with big things. And as you, as a very impatient child and adult, um, I never followed that. I do now, now that I've Mm -hmm. like really embraced my unique design. Um, So I can totally relate to that. And I wanted to say something else just because you touched on it. So um, 
the founders of human design actually had kind of a prediction, if you will, that our world was really going to start to dramatically change around the year 2027 and beyond. And I think it's starting to happen. I think everyone can feel this, especially within the last couple of years. There has been dramatic shifts from an energy perspective, how we show up, how we interact with other people and how we get things done. And to your point, it is more of the feminine energy versus the masculine that's kind of always ruled. Mm -hmm. And human design believes that we are all going in that direction and that we aren't going to be so, um, you know, like, I don't want to use the word aggressive, but I mean, I guess it is. It was aggressive. (laughs) Yeah, it has been aggressive, (laughs) aggressive, um, super like overly action oriented, right? Mm -hmm. Working too much, you know, um, like living to work instead of, you know, working to live, right? So human design believes that we're going into a space and they think the big shifts are happening, you know, up to 2027. And it's going to like really take off after that. Um, we're going to be in more of a space where we do things according to our intuition mm-hmm. and we're not forcing and we're taking our time and everyone's going to be doing things and in relationships that are finally aligned. And yeah. I think we're moving in that direction. I think it's super exciting. I can feel that. I was literally talking to my friend yesterday and we were both joking that we had a big season in our life that felt like money over everything. We didn't know that we were consciously like that, but it was like work, 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 every like, and then everything shifted and we're like, actually, like, that's not the, that's not our reality anymore. It's more about connection. It's more about everything being in absolute alignment and feeling good in our bodies. And I hear it more and more in all different ways. So I love that human design has predicted that for us. Yeah. And the system supports that. Yeah. I think it's really exciting. I think people are already starting to show up like this and become really positive examples. And I truly believe that, you know, even in that energetic paradigm, right, of not forcing everything and uh, allowing things to unfold, we can still have it all. We can still have abundance. We can still have love. We can still have um all the opportunities, right? Um, to be who we really are and, you know, to have amazing things in our life. Um, we just don't always have to force like matter with matter. And there's just this other way of manifesting and allowing things to happen. And I think, um, this is a great tool. Human design is a great tool to get back into our own essence as I think we're all kind of like moving in this new direction. I love that. That's so, that's so powerful. And I think that's the benefit of everyone listening, like getting a session because it's going to be all about you. Even though we went over all of these, it's almost like the general statements for the general population. And you might hear some, and you may even feel like you think you know what you are. Like if someone told me these things, I would think, yeah, I sound generator ish, but sometimes I feel really resonance with like projectors. <laughs> I'm like, that feels like me. I'm not working nine to five. I want to work little pockets and like go live and fill up and feel like be it with life with no agenda. Um, but I think it's so beneficial to know what you are and then get, if it's not readings, like looking up the charts for your children, your partners, even um, getting to know these basic designs and types. Because if I know like something you brought up, how you have to wait a 28 day cycle to make a decision. This is so important to know if you are working with a client or someone you want to collaborate with. And you're like, so used to saying, well, I need this decision by Monday, but this person doesn't feel good. 
making that decision by Monday. It just offers a little bit more grace and perspective, I feel, when we start to understand that not everyone is in this old paradigm of like, I need a decision now or you're going to lose this opportunity. It's like, well, everyone's operating different. Absolutely. Reflectors are, you know, rare in that, that they're, they have a much longer decision making cycle. It's, uh, it's up to 28 days. It's like within the 28 days, but they're encouraged to take a very slow approach, uh, to major life decisions, like, you know, signing up for a course or making a move or even like entering into a new relationship. They, they're, they are wired to take things very slow. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't do great with a pushy person, pushy salesperson, a pushy potential romantic partner. Um, they, that wouldn't work for them. So, and I hope everybody, you know, has the awareness over the years and this becomes more mainstream because I do think to your point, this is going to help relationships, partnerships, uh, business relationships so much if we have that awareness of who we're working with and knowing that they might operate very differently. And we can all have like beautiful harmony. The one thing I do want to say is with the five types, people are like, oh, am I compatible? Am I a projector? Am I compatible with a manifester? Yes, actually all five types can be in relationship is more this is just a tool and it's teaching you how to know understand and best love the other person for the way that they really are that's beautiful um i know that you do private sessions you want to tell us about ways people can work with you if there's someone that's like okay i must know more and i know a lot of my clients have come your way because i always send people to you yeah, you've sent so many amazing people um, that re- truly enjoyed all of those sessions. So thank you for that. But yeah, I mean, um, I do most of my sharing and my main platform is Instagram. So if you want to find me, my uh, Instagram is HD with Bree, uh, B-R-E. And I, you know, post different things um, about human design, you know, some just like basic things to help people learn what it is. Some of my own sentiments about human design I'll share on there. And there is a link in my profile where it will direct you to a page where I'm featured as a reader and you'll be able to book a private session with me. So I do a full one-on-one chart reading. So I leave no stone left unturned. I dive into all the aspects that we talked about today. I go through all of the gates and channels, the energy centers, the incarnation cross. So I really cover um, all the nuts and bolts of a human design chart, really so that it's a comprehensive reading and that people can really walk away and have a really nice full story and full understanding and not have to scramble all over the internet to find all of these pieces. That's why I I do a longer reading and I like to cover everything. I love that. Um, And for anybody that doesn't know this, so Brie is part of Danielle Mercurio, my astrologer, who's also been on here. And if um, you've been in my world for a while, you've heard of her, know of her, may even have a reading. Brie works with her. So she's part of her cosmic team. So love that combination. And we're going to have everything in the show notes as well. So your Instagram, just look below in the show notes and that link. And I would say that um, if you're thinking about getting in a session, give it a go. It's going to change your life. It's going to open your mind up to some things. And it just anything that helps us understand ourselves better is going to advance us. It advances us. It refines the way we show up and it helps liberate us from all the things that we think we're supposed to be or operate like that. We're actually not supposed to do or not that it's not supposed to, it just isn't our highest way of being. So 
Any other final? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, that was so beautiful. That was so beautifully said. And I just, you know, wanted to say in response to that, that human design is a beautiful tool to just really bring you back to yourself. It's what your soul had on its agenda the day you were born, right? And that's why we need an accurate birth time because um, we're capturing literally at the exact moment that you were born, um, what was your energetic makeup? And um, if you really want to just get back to basics, get back to who you are, rediscover your innate talents and gifts, those are the gates and channels, and I go over all of them. This is an unbelievable tool. Um, if you're trying to find your way and, you know, you really want um, to make changes, right, and know who you are and know what you're good at, this is the, one of the best tools out there. So I love sharing. It brings me so much joy. And um, I just, you know, wanted to thank you again for this wonderful opportunity to connect and, you know, geek out on all things human design. Of course. Thank you so much. And I'm excited to hear how the community responds, what they learn about themselves, how they apply it. So if you love this episode and it's speaking to you, share it with someone. You never know how it's going to help the relationship between someone working with their partner, going through maybe challenging times, um, working with their child or teenager, like in my experience, and just feeling some sort of like, oh my God, this confirms everything energy because we know how helpful that can be. I don't know why, but just having these little confirmation from these tools, it really helps me know that I'm not crazy or weird or whatever. It's just like, oh, that's why I'm that way. That helps. So thank you, Bree. I appreciate it. And my friends, go check out your chart, see what you have going on, tag us, share it. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you. How did you enjoy the show? I hope that this show has filled you up, inspired you, have you thinking differently and supporting you in your own personal revolution and evolution. Now, if you've not already done so, take a moment to leave your review on the show down below in iTunes and take a moment to share this with someone you love. There's so many ways that just sharing a simple recommendation, a podcast, a YouTube video, a quote, these things have tremendous impact in people's lives. And I would be absolutely honored if you took a moment to share this with one person that you know could benefit from this information. In the meantime, I want to invite you to be a part of my upcoming happenings, the free ones, explore the paid opportunities, and most importantly, continue to show up for yourself, love yourself, and know that you just have so much more of you that you have yet to meet, express, and experience. And it is incredible. You are incredible. Until next time. Bye.